everyone. Welcome. It's Rebecca Yusan here with EXP Realty, and I'm super excited today. I get the opportunity to interview an old friend of mine, Cedric Lewis. Cedric Lewis is the Assistant Branch VP of Coldwell Banker in Annapolis, Maryland. And he is going to help us continue with our series of the good, bad, and the ugly of real estate. Cedric, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Rebecca. I was really excited to be able to do this. And it's funny that you consider me an old friend. I need to, you know, I'm I'm getting old, but I get it. That's okay. I'll take that one. (laughs) Well, we've known each other for many years. Okay. We, We met maybe back in 2008. Yes. See, that's a long time ago. (laughs) It really is. We actually met at a training for a company called Hometown America. Yeah, it was was great. Um, It was was a great, Hometown America was a great company to work for. Um, Learned quite a bit, a different part of the industry that I probably never would have gotten into had I not taken that position. Yeah. So it was exciting. Definitely. That was such a great opportunity for us. It was such a good company and great people. And I definitely learned a lot. Um, uh, Definitely was fun being at the top of my game. (laughs) (laughs) We challenged each other. We pushed each other, which was a friendly competition, which I think I won. But okay, I digress. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll just leave that one right there. So anyway, let's get started. So Cedric, Tell me how many years you've been a licensed realtor. Um, I became licensed now. I've been licensed now for about, I started off uh, as a loan officer back in 96, 99, 90, 97, around that time frame. So I was there for about three years. And uh, then after that, I became licensed um, somewhere in 2000. So I've been in the industry altogether now for, when I look at it, I just kind of shake my head. It's been about 26 years since I've been doing it. So. Um, is is really exciting and it's something that has a lot of ups and downs. Um, I think I've seen every part of the business so far, so uh, it's just really been an enjoyable ride. Yeah, I agree. So tell me which markets you're currently serving. So right now, um, my office is in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, It's right outside of Washington, D.C., probably 15, maybe 17 miles um, west of of, of D.C. I'm sorry, east of Washington, D.C. And um, so that's in the Washington metropolitan area, which encompasses Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. They're all kind of wrapped there together. Okay, very good. So tell me what you were doing before, you said maybe around 1996, 97, you became a loan officer. What were you doing before you got in the industry? Oh, you're gonna toss that out there. So uh, beforehand, I was actually a professional basketball player. Um, I played at the University of Maryland, which is over here. And at that time I played uh, for the University of Maryland. And um, when I left the University of Maryland, um, I had an opportunity to go overseas and play basketball professionally. I also played with the Washington Bullets when they were the Washington Bullets down there called the Wizards. And the funny, the good thing about that is that I had a lot of time on my hand. So the entire time that I was playing basketball, I studied real estate. Um, the only aspect that I didn't know about the business at the time was um, the, the financing portion of it. So that's when I became a loan officer. When I finally retired from basketball in 96, I became a loan officer just to get a part to learn that part of the business. And then from there, I've worked with Pulte Homes, 
Um, I've also had an opportunity to work with some great builders, Mid-Atlantic Builders, which is a local builder here. Both was more so of a, a national builder. Um, I've worked with KB Homes also, and then as you alluded to earlier, Hometown America. So, and now um, here's licensed agent. Wonderful. So you said you were studying financing and real estate. Why were you doing that? I, I've always, so professional sports, I had an understanding going into it um, that it wasn't something that was going to last forever. Um, I retired from professional basketball when I was 96 years old. I mean, I'm sorry, 26. <laughs> I feel 96 now, but I, I retired when I was 26 years old uh, from playing professional sports. Something that I did from the time that I was probably two or three years old was now finally, which I saw coming to an end because due to injuries. And I've always had a fascination with real estate, even before playing basketball. Um, I can think back to when I was a kid, I used to build card house. You know, you take a deck of cards and I would build houses with those cards. So um, at a very young age, I've always been fascinated with homes. And this is what I wanted to do once I got, you know, once I retired from it. So it's just a natural transition for me. Interesting. Okay. So tell me about that first year as a licensed realtor. What was it like? Did you have any closings? Did you actually make any money? What? Tell me about it. You know, the, when I first started as a, an agent, so being in the finance business, I was kind of, I had a different leg up than the average agent because I had a I had somewhat of a clientele. Now, starting off in the, the mortgage industry, trying to get the clientele for for real estate, you know, it was it was difficult starting off in, in the uh, mortgage industry first because I had to convince people to use me and understand that the interest rates that, you know, to give them the good feeling that I understood the mortgage industry. And being totally honest, as a basketball player, that's not, you know, people still saw me as subject to basketball player. So I had to kind of convince them that, hey, I really know what I'm talking about. Um, just giving them, providing them with the proper data and giving them solutions as opposed to, you know, helping them solve a problem with their mortgage um, solutions. So, um, so going into real estate, that kind of gave me a small book of business because they, I knew who owned homes. And the biggest thing about when you start off as a real estate agent is reaching into your sphere of influence, friends, family. But luckily for me, I had a, a, a an influence of people that had already, that I knew owned homes and they dealt with me at some capacity uh, in the real estate industry. So when you first got started, maybe the first and second year, did you have to make any changes to your lifestyle or your living situation to make it work financially? Um, once again, so I'm, I've been a little bit more fortunate than the, uh, the average real estate agent. Now, I will say there is an investment starting off. I was a former professional athlete, so fortunately I was able to invest what I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to earn a, a pretty good living ahead of time and kind of plan my, my, my situation out. Um, and I, I would say for those that are thinking about getting into the business, planning is key. Um, whether you're doing a regular nine to five or you're, you know, just going to go into a, a pretty cold, um, you, you definitely want to plan and understand that there are steps to, to do that. So, um, yes, yeah, so, so there was a financial change. But then after I was able to tap into the sphere of influence and then get into, you know, tap into my, my, um, my, my the people that I knew, friends, family, and past clients, uh, that made the money come a little easier. Yeah. So I never like to assume, but I'm assuming you did not have to have a full-time or a part-time job. 
Correct. You're absolutely correct about that. Yeah. And and like I said, that's where I was able to kind of get a leg up because it does take a lot of time to tap into your friends or, you know, and, and understand it's not just saying, hey, Rebecca, do you want to buy a house today? It's more so just saying, hey, you know, this, I'm Cedric, you know, I finally changed my career. I'm no longer a professional athlete. But, you know, if you know anyone who would like to purchase a home or, or sell a home, feel free to use me. Uh, this is what I'm doing now. And it's just making that that introduction. Um, I have agents that come to me now in my office. They they ask me for advice on how to you know further their business. And one of the things that I tell them is not not to be afraid to to just put their you know they, no one wants to contact their friends. They feel that they're bothering them, but don't most for, for the most part of it. Your good friends, your family, they're going to want to support you, and they're going to be willing to tell people about you. And that's what I kind of found out coming into the business. Yeah, that's really good advice, Cedric. Thanks for that. So as you got going and you were making some big money and making some good sales, did you ever do anything that made you question your judgment? Mm. Wow. Um, in which matter? Are we talking real estate now? <laughs> we're talking real estate still. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, real estate, it brings all types of challenges. Um, you, there, there are a code of ethics that we want to make sure that you continue to follow. And, you know, the, the, the biggest problem is that sometimes you're not able to help everybody and you feel like, okay, maybe if I do X, Y would happen. And, but you have to refer back to the, the code of ethics and make sure that you stay on a straight and narrow because you have a lot to lose by doing, going outside of the box sometimes. And when I say going outside of the box, just doing things that may not be conceived as um, ethical. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you really have to be careful when you have a real estate license because you not only impact yourself, but you can impact the broker who's actually in charge of you. Um, everything that a licensee does as an agent, it affects the, the upper portion of it. So we can screw up and the uh, broker loses their license. So you really have to be mindful of that going into the business. Yep. So definitely following the code of ethics is the way to go. But one thing I always tell my new agents is you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Did you ever get caught up in doing something that you didn't even know was wrong? You know, it, it's funny. Um, I'm currently taking a broker's course right now, and I'm discovering that not only myself, but a lot of people have been doing a lot of things wrong in the industry. Uh, it, it is just something as simple as one of the questions on the exam that I can remember is vividly. It says, if you receive an offer and it has mistakes on it, and uh you know it has you this may be missing signatures missing price whatever the situation is um you're still supposed to submit that offer to your client if you're the listing agent you're still supposed to submit that offer to your client but you know small things that you didn't know because it's something that you don't you know okay rebecca i received your contract you know we were missing this but maybe a signature is missing on page five as opposed to calling you, I'm just supposed to submit it to my client. And if they accept your offer, we're supposed to fix it then. But a lot of times I would call and say, hey, Rebecca, here, you know what? Can you send this back to me? Make this correction, make this correction and send it back. Real estate, that's actually wrong. For per law, that's wrong. So there's you know, little small things that you say, 
you don't know until you know. Um, there, there are those things because a lot of things, after you take the final licensing, the pre-licensing class, there's a lot of information you actually purge. So yeah. and you never see it again. Yep. This industry, you've been around for a little while and you've seen a few different types of markets now. Yes. Has there ever been a time that you've just said, enough, I cannot take this up and down anymore, I quit? Um, I can't say I came to the point where, where I wanted to quit, but it's you kind of have to uh, see the trends coming. Like right now, I, I do see a, a trend that's actually starting to bubble up now, um, which it, it's it's getting i don't want to say i'm scared but it, it kind of brings it, the flags are going up a little bit when i say flags are going up there are a lot of buyers out there on the market right now but there's no inventory and so now what i'm starting to see is that the interest rates are starting to creep up a little bit now keep in mind when i started when i started in the in the um, the industry as a loan officer our interest rate at the time frame was maybe eight and three quarters yes. and people were calling me hey i need to refinance my house this is these interest rates are great <laughs> these interest rates are great so uh so now we've seen just recently interest rates drop as low as two percent two and a quarter and now they're starting to creep up again i think just last week it might have hit five percent maybe a little higher so you know i, I say that trend's starting to change a little bit um prices are still very high they're, they're like 44 percent higher um but there's still not a lot of inventory so yeah. so it's still right now we still have a perfect seller's market but i think it's going to change fairly soon yeah with those raising interest rates that could knock a lot of buyers out right afford that payment anymore or exactly. they don't want the home that they can afford because it's not exactly and that's what you're absolutely correct correct and that's what i actually see that that trend is getting ready to come um and it does affect your buying power so you know so when you but when you know these things i, I think as an agent uh to kind of keep you from becoming discouraged you stay abreast of what's going on in the market and you're able to adjust to what's happening and you know educating your clients on on the trend on the trends and the changes you know you now is a good time for agents to call those people that have been sitting on the market saying you know what i was thinking about selling my house but i want to wait to see what happens now's the time to sell no. <laughs> now's the time to sign and so um and, and buyers are still you know they're still hungry to find homes so Mm -hmm, definitely. So as you've grown and learned and your business has changed over the years, what has your role become now? Your everyday, what does that look like now? So now my everyday, I'm no longer in the field. I'm more so of a coach. I kind of kind of related to uh, when I was playing basketball. After I finished playing basketball, I was done playing. Um, of course, I would play pickup every now and then, but um, as far as as far as actually being on the court, I've started coaching. So, you know, I would coach kids. So now I'm coaching real estate agents on how to be successful in the market um, and how to recognize certain trends. So that's that's my everyday role now, um, putting out fires and things of that nature. So <laughs> which there can be a lot of fires in real estate. <sighs> yes, there can be. And that's why it's so important as a new agent to have someone that you can go to and ask questions and get the training and hear the good, the bad and the ugly of what 
your trainer has gone through so you don't make those same mistakes. You're absolutely correct. I think that's the biggest trend. You want to surround yourself with people that are able to do so um, because they're, you know, and I'm not going to pretend that I know everything in real estate, but I have been through some situations through several different types of, of markets and yeah. just having that type of person in the background and then are actually surrounding yourself and building a culture of people that have that same type of knowledge is really good too. Yeah, for sure. So my last question, Cedric, is about what what do you think is coming? There's so much competition out there as far as companies, uh, internet companies, people, um, money, uh, interest rates going up. There's just so many things changing in our industry. What is your outlook of what is to come? Um, I think we're just going to see a, a kind of balancing uh, point with between buyers and sellers as uh, pretty soon um once they allow foreclosures to probably kind of take place again we're going to see a, a, a big portion of those come to the market possibly um possibly foreclosure i think so i, I think so uh because they you know because of covid in the, the past couple of years what, what's actually going on uh the real estate industry has taken a hit some people hadn't paid mortgages uh, for a while and uh once banks maybe possibly foreclose on those homes those homes are going to come onto the market so i, I think we're going to see a, a big portion of homes that are um, there. Now, interest rates, because they are rising, uh, but when I say the interest rates are rising, don't get me wrong, they're, there's no need to panic. Of course, yes, they're not 2% anymore. They're not two and a quarter percent anymore, but they're still his historically low. Like when I said, when I started off, people were finding they were jumping ship to come into an eight and three quarter interest rates, which yeah. means they were leaving 12, 10% interest rates at the time. So historically we're still fairly low. And, um, but the, the industry is just, it just takes time to balance itself out and we're, but it's still fairly strong. Um, like I said, prices are still pretty high. Uh, I looked at Florida there at 44.5%. Grand Rapids is probably it's the top third nation. Um, I mean, the top, the one of the top three cities in price increases. So, the, yeah, the industry inventory. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so in prices are increasing everywhere. But then, like I said, the inventory is going to catch up fairly. So, very good. Well, I like that outlook for sure. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to, you have a house you want to buy or sell? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Well, Cedric, thank you so much for your time. This is going to be valuable information for those new agents or even those seasoned agents that just aren't really feeling it anymore and they need a jump start or just to understand that what they're going through is normal. So I appreciate your time and I wish you all the best for the rest of this year with you and your team. Rebecca, thank you for having me. I really enjoy doing this. It's always a pleasure talking to you. All right. Well, you take care. You too. All right.